Break. Coach Sean Daly here back again. Today's date is March 24th, 2020. It's a Tuesday. Wondering how everybody's doing out there. This is something that, um, you know, a lot of times on podcasts, uh, whatever country um, the podcast is originating from, you know, a lot of conversations happen within that country about things, whether it be sports, the weather, you know, some political thing or whatever that um, the rest of the world may not understand or know about, right? But however, this COVID-19 virus, this coronavirus is something that is, the whole world can wrap their arms around from the standpoint of trying to understand it, trying to get through it, uh, trying to solve the problem, right? Um, it is absolutely amazing when I think about the global uh, significance of what's happening, you know? And it got me thinking, um, besides trying to do my schoolwork, uh, we, have, we, we started new classes last week. Um, we're connecting with our kids online, our students, and I'm putting a little bit out there for my classes. Um, and, and it's been one thing to kind of not overwhelm them and not put so much emphasis on, you know, um, got to turn this in, got to turn this in, got to get this done, got to get this done. Um, there's a lot of unknown questions going on right now. But on the same conversation, we have that we need to offer structure for our students. We need to offer the fact that, hey, you still got teachers uh, out there caring for you, making sure that you're okay, worried about you, wanting to work with you, uh, and wanting to help you. And um, that's part of uh, the whole thing of getting back on this on this podcast. I know I, I recorded a couple. Um, one came out yesterday on the 23rd, um, the Monday, or the Motivation Monday game plan. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. Um, really got emotional with some things. And it, you know what? Every day I'm getting emotional with things. Um but I tell, I'll tell you this, I do have purpose every morning getting up, um, knowing that my students are counting on me to at least communicate with them. Not so much like, oh boy, Mr. Daly, I can't wait for that next assignment, right? Give it, give me more work. I, I know that's not it. But I also know that they uh, want somebody in their corner um, who's battling with them, who's um, got their back, who's lifting them up, who's trying to help them get through this, especially our seniors, you know, um, they're worried about graduation, they're worried about prom, uh, they're worried about tests, you know, whether it's the ACT, SAT, they're worried about college admission. Um, so many of them are worried about missing, um, you know, there's no player performance or music concert or athletic competition. Uh, and a lot of them are worried sitting at home uh, because their families are, are um, dealing with a lot of things. they got a lot of stuff on their plate, you know. Mom and dad might be home, jobs... Um, you know, aren't paying them, uh, bills are still coming in. A lot of adult stuff that our kids have to deal with. And so us teachers, we are out here trying to help them understand and get through everything they can. Um, so a big, big shout out, uh, first of all, to Sam Crowley. Uh, Sam, um, I follow his uh, Facebook group, and he made a challenge to himself that he's going to put a little uh, video, a little webinar out there every day. And it just got me thinking, I got to get back in this seat of putting out a podcast and doing some stuff on Facebook and some other things that I've always wanted to do. And I've been telling you guys for a long time now, once the basketball season is over, right, I'm going to start doing these things. Well, these past few days, it's been a whirlwind of keeping my head on straight and trying to do some stuff with my students. Uh, but at the same time, I have that time now. My wife said this two days ago. She said, it's almost been like we've been giving the gift of time, having more time right? Which we're always looking for. We always complain about. 
We always wonder, you know, how do we make more time? Well, many of us now have it. There's a lot of people that don't. They wish they had more from the standpoint of they have to work. Our emergency responders, uh, nurses, doctors, police officers, firefighters, you know, uh, all these people that uh, are out there trying to protect everybody and to help everybody. You know, there's certain businesses, um, the grocery stores especially, where the cashiers, and the few times I've gone out to the store, which hasn't been that often, um, I've gone out of my way to thank them for showing up to work. And uh, you know what? One lady was saying that her husband was just pleading with her to stay home and, and not go to work because uh, he's afraid of her getting sick. Um, we just never had this before, you know. So um, I, I, I figured i got to get back into this to um, hopefully offer some help, um, some hope, some strength giving, some ideas, um, something to listen to. Um, with the understanding that, my God, we are all in this together more so than ever before. And I'm sure, you know, in past generations, whether it was World War II, um, anything, you know, the nuclear worries, um, things like that, um, I, I could see people coming together. And there's been, you know, 9-11. There's been plenty of times where things have come together for people. But this is in our face every day. You know, back in World War II, for example, you know, I was not around, but um, watching film and watching uh, accounts of it, you had to wait for days and days to hear news reports sometimes. Um, and sometimes, obviously, it wasn't complete. Today, with the thankful, you know, social media, good or bad, um, the news media, uh, we're seeing interface 24-7, if you want it, um, the, the things that are going on in today's world, which... I think just brings it home a million times over compared to other world events that the world has been through. And I'm not saying these are anything worse. Uh, they are bad. Um, the, the only reference point we have is this. But previous generations who are, are no longer around to speak up for themselves went through similar things too. Scared, worried, out of work, um, family health problems, you know, a whole bunch just. The list goes on and on as far as what's going on. So um, I wanted to bring you this little snippet today. And let me pull it up here. Mitch Album wrote just one of the most fantastic articles. And I will put this link in the show notes because you need to read this article. And I was thinking about taking the time to read it word for word. Uh, but I figured, okay, it's going to take too long. I'd, I'd rather have you guys read it in your own time um, and on your own um you know, effort uh, and to kind of digest it yourself. But I do want to pull some things out of this. The title of the article, and he writes for the Detroit Free Press. Mitch does so many different things with an author, being an author, being a radio host, um, being an entrepreneur, being a uh, statesman, being um, someone who gives back tirelessly uh, to help other people, especially down in Haiti with, uh, with kids and the orphans down there. Uh, but he's also a writer for the Free Press. So this article came out on March 15th. And the title is, Part of Coronavirus Crisis Will Be How We Tell the Story. Okay, that is the title. So he starts off with, um, he's going to the doctor just for uh, a medical issue. It was not the virus, anything virus-connected. But he gets there um, to see his doctor. And uh, the doctor comes in, greets him with a smile, and says, Listen, I want to ask you for a favor. Now, Mitch is thinking, you know, couldn't imagine what I had to offer a doctor hey, maybe one of my books, you know, maybe uh, an appearance at a kid's sports banquet, you know, something that he's known for, right? But this doctor said, can you tell everyone to stay calm, she requested, to be kind to each other and not 
panic. Okay, because basically, you know, she knew what he does. She knew that he writes a column. She knew that he hosts um, a radio show, right? And she really was just imploring him to get this message out, you know? And she reminded him, you know, people in your position can make a difference, she said, right? And and he got to thinking as he left, you know what? She's right. You know, this is definitely something that um, his skills can come and help with this by getting the word out, okay? One of the main focuses that he has on here, okay, Obviously, we do have to be worried about this and taking care of ourselves health-wise. But he also talks about we need to protect our minds. We need to protect our mental health, right? Um, because the way things are going, the way the news is reporting, and they got a job to do, don't get me wrong. But it is, and I, I said a little bit ago, you know, you, we could have this stuff on 24-7 if we want to. There's no way in heck I can do that, you guys. I know some people are trying. Um, I've had a couple of students reply to some of our discussions and stuff, Um how they, they can't go anywhere in their house without the news being on. Whether it's a, a parent, a grandparent, somebody that thinks they have to be tuned in to see every little thing that's happening, every little change, every little news conference. I can't do that. I, I um, Most of my time has been spent, uh, you guys, doing, like I said, my schoolwork. Uh, I got to get back to reading. I've done a little bit, but not enough. Um, I've been taking our dog, Kirby, for a walk every day, which I look forward to. Um, my wife uh, works for a bank, so she's been working a few days here and there. Uh, finally, uh, the bank um, set up drive through only to where they're not having uh, people coming in. Uh, so she feels a heck of a lot better about that, as do I. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I got music on. I, I, you know, we have um, through our cable channels, we have the music channels, and I put the soft rock, the 80s, uh, the smooth jazz, you know, some other things that... Um, I just have music on in the background a lot. And I'm trying to do some chores around the house. But I also need to get back into this seat. The podcast, um, the book writing. You know, i got to move past my first three pages that I typed up so long ago. Um, but I also need to do, you know, some Facebook. I need to get out there and kind of shake the tree a little bit for these things that I want to do. And this is part of it, okay? But Mitch goes on to mention, uh, we will quickly become a very depressed nation. And a dark national mood is dangerous for society for the economy, and for the future, right? It'll lead to more panic, more anger, more people grabbing every roll of toilet paper for themselves. And it's been happening. You know, these people that are hoarding things, um, Mitch's podcast for Tuesday People, I will try and dig up that link and throw that in the show notes too. Um, he talked with his producer last week. They talked together on the podcast. I think her name was Lisa. And Lisa mentioned how you know, a week and a half ago she went out when things really started picking up steam as far as things closing and people going to be home. And she went to a grocery store on Wednesday. Um, so it's probably almost two weeks ago now. Um, and she noticed there was a lady who had her whole shopping cart full of soup cans. I mean, if you can imagine a shopping cart full of soup cans, that's a crap load amount of soup, right? Now, to be honest... Other side of the coin, maybe she's, uh, you know, putting them in a food pantry uh, to give out to people, for people to, to, I don't know. But at the same time, the first thought is panic. The first thought is worry. Oh my God, she's doing it. I better get some too. And um, after I listened to that and after I read this article uh, last week, um, I did stop at uh, a Walmart. I got up early and got there early. Wasn't too many people around. I was real careful to wipe everything down that I touched, the shopping cart, and had the hand sanitizer with me, and uh, wiped my car down after, washed my hands when I got home, 
Um, didn't come into contact with too many people. Um, but a couple things I, I noticed, I remember I, I did. One was I thanked some of the workers that I saw there. Uh, they were stocking things. And the one, the one young guy smiled and, and said, thank you. And he says, you know, he goes, we've got plenty of stuff coming in. The trucks are coming in every day. We've got two or three, four trucks coming in every day. And they're busy putting stuff out, right? Which, again, that's what we got to hang our hats on. You know, the supply system is still going through, at least here in this country. Thank God. And I know in other places uh, that you're listening to this, it may not be the same. And I, and I do hope it gets better for you. Um, but then I also noticed as I put a few things, I did not have a lot in the cart. As I walked by people and, you know, a lot of people, I just start, tried to smile. We, I said, good morning. I said hello to some people that normally I wouldn't do. Right. But I just felt that need to just connect, even if it was in passing and even if it, I didn't know the people. But I noticed almost every one of them looked into my cart, right, to see what I had. And Mitch is right. In his podcast, he was talking about how people notice what you have. And they look at you and they think, maybe I better get that. Oh, oh yeah, fruit. shoot, I forgot the eggs. Or, oh, good, oh, good, they got milk. You know, because they had plenty of milk. And I heard before some places were without milk. Um, and so I, I really noticed that. And so if I'm there panicking, right, and throwing everything in my cart um, and... Um, people walk by and see me loading things up, that's going to cause them to do it. It's a ripple effect, right? So Mitch was really big on um, making sure we remember that part, right? And because, again, this is going to take a long time to kind of, you know, it, things came to a halt pretty dang quick, right? They will not start up as quick, right? When these businesses start opening up again, when these restaurants start opening up again, uh, when things start getting, quote unquote, back to normal, it's not going to happen quick, and there's going to be uh, a learning curve here because we've never done this before, right? We've never done this trying to get things going again, right? But um, I like the, the fact that the doctor asked um, Mitch to spread the word about being kind. You know, I remember back um, on 9-11, September 11th, 2001. Those were some scary days. I came home from school that day, you guys, and <sighs> brings emotions out again. And that was so long ago, it seems. Um, I remember putting our flag out on our porch at the time. And uh, I sat right there on the porch. And I just bawled my eyes out. Uh, being scared um, for this country. Being scared for all the people that died. Being scared for the world. You know, uh, against terrorism. And it's the same thing now. Um, th this global pandemic, this, this virus. Um, it's just one of many horrible things that can happen to humanity. But we do have control as far as how we respond to it. And we're trying to get some control, right? And part of it is staying at home, shutting things down, staying away from each other as much as we can, right? Following directions. Let the people that have to be out there be out there to do good, right? To help people. Um, and let's not waste resources, uh, especially by hoarding and keeping things all to yourself, right? Um, but I, this is that type of response. This is that type of battle uh, that we need to all help with. The entire world needs to help with this, Okay. Um, so Mitch goes on to say, as I try and wrap this up, um, he says, this isn't a time to be self-righteous, a false expert or know-it-all alarmist. How we handle ourselves the next few months will determine what our nation looks like for the next few years. The dangers of the virus should never be ignored, but neither should the hopefulness of surviving it. I have learned through decades writing about the subject that most people can't really envision death, but they react mightily to the threat of it. Man, is that good, right? Holy cow, that most people can't 
really envision death, but they react mightily to the threat of it. Fear and depression quickly rise. Anger, isolation, doing and saying things they never did before. We who shape this oncoming narrative will be largely responsible for that, like it or not. Okay, And I guess he says that's why my doctor, in her wisdom, asked me to urge calm, compassion, reaching out instead of pulling in. Okay, and this last paragraph is huge. Finding the negative may be the media's inclination, okay? But finding the positive is now our obligation. We are citizens and humans before we are reporters and commentators. And my doctor's favor, quote-unquote, should be granted by all of us for all of our sakes. That is just powerful. Remember, he is a reporter. He is a commentator. He is a journalist, right? He is an author, right? And, and not to bag on all the news media, personal thoughts here, um, they do what they think is to get the best information out for people to help them, to warn them, right? But a lot of it is negative. A lot of it is, you know, things that will incite panic, um, anger, um, you know, uh, worry, anxiety, right? They cannot just keep reporting, and I get this, they cannot just keep reporting well, today there was 3,000 people that were, cure, that were cured and there may have been 100 new cases, right? They focus on the 100 new cases, but we don't hear too much about the people that have survived. And I'm starting to see a little bit on world news and some other things um, that they, they are talking to people about the ones that have made it through and took care of themselves and, and, and some of them not even having to go to the hospital, right? Um, it's, it's amazing how differently everybody reacts to whether it's a flu, a cold, and this virus too. Um, but I just find that very inspiring, very powerful, right? Finding the positive is now our obligation. We are citizens and humans before we are reporters and commentators. And my doctor's favor should be granted by all of us for all of our sakes. This is just a, just a great piece of writing. Um, in fact, he's got you know the, posit- uh, the Tuesday People podcast um, that I need to listen to. Um, I joined late, I think, I, after I saw a posting about the one last week. I just saw something about um, his next one that came out today. Um, Four, it is Tuesday, right? Um, but I wanted to get this out to you. And again, I will put it in the show notes. I will put it, I'll put the link to the podcast there too, put this article. Um, but folks, you know, hang in there. God bless you for whatever you're going through. Um, you know, so, some personal things here. Um, thankfully, luckily, as far as we know, everybody's fine here in my family, right? Um, me and my wife, two kids, and our dog. Uh, but we got some neighbors doing some, having some battles here. Um, one neighbor um, suffered a medical condition not related to the virus. Um, he's in the hospital, and um, nobody can go see him, basically. Um, one of his daughters got in to see him, luckily, um, a few days ago, um, kind of cried her way in and uh, took care of him. He was a mess. He was, you know, uh, disheveled, um, you know, not with it, kind of still battling there's nobody there to advocate for him, um, and and I hope he's going to be okay. I really do. I don't. Um, it's not pleasant to think about some realities of people not being around anymore. Um, I'm hoping he's going to pull through and, and and deal with what he's got to deal with. Uh, across the street, one of their kids, um, we saw an ambulance show up, um, and uh, there's something going on. It turned out she had uh, one of the girls had influenza A, right? Um, but again, at, the, at this time. In this moment, in this area, 
um, there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of worry that happens with those things. Another neighbor uh, down the street, um, talking from a safe distance, of course, um, there's an elderly parent in the house with them who may have uh, suffered a medical condition too, and they are fearful of taking her in um, to the point of she's doing okay. Uh, she's eating, drinking, has a little trouble walking, but uh, good spirits, voices there. Um, and it's just absolutely amazing what people have that they're battling. Another neighbor on the other side down the street, um, they're expecting another child. And um, to bring a child into the world during this, going to the hospital during this, um, pretty crazy. You know, another neighbor, doors down behind us. Um, you know, she's outlived uh, two husbands. And um, she's, she's still doing great, walking her dog and doing things. And But I know, you know, she's by herself. And the, the list goes on and on and on. Uh, another neighbor, you know, battling cancer over the last few years. Um, over, just the list goes on and on and on. So I know we all have stuff going on. I know we have all stuff uh, on our plates. And um, wherever you're going through, just know that somebody is thinking about you even without knowing you. There's somebody like me and plenty of others that are just wishing uh, and praying that people get through this with the best they can and to, to find strength. And hopefully this podcast and hopefully some other things helps you find strength, whether it's somebody else's podcast that you should be listening to, some books you're reading, even go for a walk, even you know, stepping outside. If you've got the capability of stepping outside and walking around, if you have a, a yard, um, down your driveway, um, to the mailbox, you know, whatever it is, sitting out in a chair in the sunshine, um, little things like that can go a long way to um, helping you keep your mental state in a positive frame of mind, okay? All right, you guys. Hey, sorry to ramble on here about that. Um, just wanted to share some things with you about, um, hey, this is all different and new. Uh, and I don't want to keep having podcasts talking about the coronavirus, uh, but I do want to have podcasts talking about hope and uh, getting through this together and strength and ideas to um, get us fired up and get us focused and going in a good direction and taking care of each other and the kindness and compassion and um, you know these lessons that we hope we're going to learn from this and that when things do go back to normal, um, I don't think there's ever going to be a, a normal again. This we got a new normal after going through this. Um, but I just wanted to get this out to you guys. I uh, hope you're doing well. Please, please, please take care of yourselves and each other as always. And again, find me over on Facebook. I'm going to go do a Facebook Live here in a minute uh, over at coach to expect success uh, over on Twitter at coach to success Instagram, Coach John Daly, and of course, coach to expect success.com. Send me a message there on the homepage too. But uh, when you reach out to me, just say, hey, heard your podcast. You know, um, I'm reaching out because of your podcast. That makes me a little bit more apt to um, making sure I connect with you uh, rather than trying to figure out who you are, what your angle is, uh, because I got some pretty wild things, you know, being sent to me or promoted or going after or whatever that uh, just don't make a heck of a lot of sense. So um, let me know if you're, if you're a podcast listener and I would appreciate it. Okay? All right, you guys. Again, take care of yourselves and each other. We'll talk again soon. See ya.